I'm Sinead Sharkey Steenson and I'm a career and leadership coach for women. I love to help women to rise to the top of their ambition through my Career Elevator program. I'm based in Belfast in Northern Ireland and I'm delighted to share with you my story of teaming my imposter. So growing up in the north of England, I was the youngest of four children and the youngest by five years. I like to think I was a happy accident that came along um, or even my parents were trying for perfection and stopped when they got to me. <laughs> I'm not sure my siblings would agree. But with being so much younger than the others, often I remember seeing things that they just thought were ridiculous and silly and they would look at me like what is wrong with you because of course I was five years younger nine years younger than my sister and I just got the wrong end of the stick and I hated that feeling when they laughed or they rolled their eyes and I realized I had said something stupid and I felt like such a a fool I could it was like my insides were uh, crushing up inside and when I was about five or six I also remember recognizing that a word was used to describe me quite often and that word was shy and I really hated hearing that and now I look back and I see it wasn't because of feeling shy. It was because it was used like an identity. Oh, Sinead won't want to do that. She's shy. This was who I was. And I actually didn't feel like I was shy. I thought I just watched things and made my move when I was ready. So as time went on, um, my parents would be pushing us at school and, and helping us progress. And I really remember my dad having a big ambition for me. He wanted me to be an international lawyer. I think it might have been watching too much LA Law, which was a big show at the time. But I remember thinking this was really glamorous and exciting. And yes, I'm all in. I'm going to be an international lawyer. And that was my goal and my ambition. And nothing was going to stop me. But then very suddenly... My dad died when I was aged 15. He had a massive heart attack. And obviously that was a, a tough time for us all as a family. But as well as losing a parent, I had lost my compass and my direction for where I would go and what I was going to do in the future. And I, I genuinely had no idea what I wanted to do. But I did have this real burning ambition to be successful and I also had worked out that university played a big part in that. So I was determined that I was going to go to university, I was going to get a degree and I would work it all out along the way. So off I went and I decided instead of studying law because I knew 
that's not really for me. I don't like learning things off by heart. I don't like dates. I'm terrible at remembering all things like that. Um, so I went off and I studied what I thought would be interesting, which was psychology. And I was right. I absolutely loved it. And I absolutely loved university. I had the time of my life. <laughs> and... <laughs> It came as a bit of a shock to me when I got finished university and hadn't thought about what I was going to do, that suddenly now I have to stand on my own two feet and earn my own money and get a proper job. And I had no idea what I would do. And this started a little uh, motion of me drifting into things because I just didn't have a clue. So I drifted into a management diploma because I couldn't get a job. Who is going to employ somebody with a degree in psychology and is absolutely clueless about everybody else? I'll tell you what, nobody employs you. So the next best thing was to do a management diploma. It got me working in HR on a, a, on a placement and uh, I worked happily there recognizing that this probably isn't the job for me so I may not have worked out what I'm going to do but I know I can mark that off my list. So what do you do when you don't know what you want to do? Well I went back to university again and at this stage there was a big tech boom and a lot of my friends were going back and doing masters in tech so I thought yeah, that looks like a good idea. It seems like you can earn a lot of money in that. That's what I'll go and do. And I went back and I started my master's and it didn't take very long before that little shy seven, six, seven-year-old came back. My imposter kicked in and I was just like, no, I am in the wrong place. My brain doesn't work in the way that everybody else does. But I felt completely stuck because I was like, well, what else am I going to do? I'll see how this master's goes. But <laughs> if it wasn't from for the help of a lot of friends and uh, I don't know, probably a lot of hard work, I would never have got through it. But I did. And it's only looking back now, I used to say that it was a fluke. It was luck that I got through it. But I recognised I worked my butt off. <laughs> I, I got all the help I needed and I did all the things to make it work. But now I had the problem that I was qualified in something that I also didn't want to do. But what else was I going to do than go and get a job in tech? And that's what I did. And I got a job in a very big, very successful global organisation. And I knew I hated it from pretty much day one because my imposter was now at phenomenal proportions. I now was getting paid to do the thing that I really didn't think I knew how to do. <laughs> and <laughs> it made me afraid. It made me come out in a cold sweat. Sunday nights would just be horrendous I lived in fear of being found out 
I lived in fear of having to speak up in meetings. I lived in fear of um, being asked to do anything on my own. But thankfully, after a lot of moaning to my partner, to my friends, to anybody that would listen to me, I was boring myself. I realised I'm going to have to fix this. Nobody is coming to do it for me. I have to work it out for myself. And so what I really want to share with you is how I teamed that imposter, how I found my confidence and how I hope you can uh, lean in and learn to do this too. So I I thought, how am I going to get myself out of this fix? And I took some time to really dig deep and think about, well, what is it that I'm really good at? And what is it that I would enjoy doing? And how can I use that to help the business that I'm in progress? And that was the key, was finding those strengths. And I recognise I'm great at talking to people. I'm great at building relationships. I'm great at understanding how people think. Um, and there was a need for that in my business. We needed to create transformation. We needed to engage the employees. We needed to change how people thought about where they worked. And it was like, bingo, I found the thing. And when I went and shared this with my director, he agreed. He was like, yes, you can absolutely do this. Now, here's the interesting thing. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I was excited. I was passionate. I was willing to learn and do everything I could to make this successful because I was finally doing something with purpose and something that leaned into my strengths. And when you can tap into those two things, you find your inner confidence that was always there. It's just you're using a different muscle. And that has been the biggest game changer in all of my life. Whenever I feel afraid, whenever I'm feeling an imposter, like I'm going to be found out, I always go back to, what am I good at? What are the skills I can use here to help me? And what's the impact and purpose of what I can do? And when I do those things, when I tap into those strengths, I start to feel stronger. Isn't it kind of an obvious thing that when we use our strengths, we feel stronger? And so I look at how I can build that into my everyday. I do it in my business. I do it in uh, anything that's making me feel afraid. I look into how can I use my strengths and what's the purpose of me doing this? What's the impact I can have? So that's why I now do that for women on a regular basis. I don't want any woman to feel like I felt, feel like I'm not enough, that I'll be found out that I'm a fraud. I want to help them tap into that strength so that they can do a job they love, they can earn the money they deserve and they can confidently put themselves out into the world and make amazing things happen. So my biggest dream 
in doing this is that I get to help millions of women do just that, to step up, to change things for the better for themselves and to be successful. The world is not an equal place and I want to play my part in making that equal. So I want you to go and do that too. And what I've learned about myself from sharing my story is that our strengths are everything. I'm recognising that all of the the challenges in life help us get to a place where we can build on those. When you learn from what you've where you've come from and recognise what that's given to you, it all helps you to step into that strength. So thank you for listening to my story. I would love to hear how you lean into your strengths, how you tap into that and how that helps you build your confidence and rid yourself of the imposter. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.